This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? Bad word. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and hairy butt balls. Suck your big balls and suck your hairy butt balls and hairy, hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls. Can't get it, cousin. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Bass, Suck My Bass, My Bass, My Bass, Second I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean, and I'm lighting up that freaking green. Yeah, boy. MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, I, along with my bros who are... Few of them are maybe named Joe. I like to break down all these South Park quotes and act like we know them all and know more than you. I didn't rhyme because uh, we're, you know, we're moving quickly on time as I venture forth on my vacation. But the man who always seems to be on the move, he's a man who just, you know, he he exuberates, you know, uh, you know, a, a Texas Southern feel. I'm talking about my boy. Time out, 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 time we just haven't got down a new schedule. My, of course, as we talked about before we started recording, I will be changing schedules here too. So we're trying to get that all in line. But if you listen to last week's episode, Professor Chaos, I recorded by myself. 
And uh, before, of course, we get to today's episode, we'll get his thoughts maybe quickly. But my boy here, he's back from the road. He's back for us. Back from Utah. Back from Arizona. Back from Las Vegas. As he ventures around the world. Ladies and gentlemen. Period. <laughs> I got rid of your, I mean, I still have it on the board here, but you know, I didn't introduce mm-hmm. you with, you don't piss me off. Welcome back, Joe. Oh, thanks. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, it, it was... got rid of the mullet, which is great. You look like a fucking human being again. Being human again, being human again, and now we're going to get shut down by Disney. Yeah, well, you know, that's fine. This is probably going to not be available in video format because that sounds like some work I got to do on vacation and I don't want to do. So this will probably just be in podcast format. So if Stevie Ray can get away with putting the whole freaking songs in his podcast, I, you know, on Anchor, I, you know, a little bit of 30 to 60 seconds of, uh, you know. Toto, I don't think it's going to hurt. You know, I'm just saying, you know, you know, we didn't air the whole song. You know, we're just saying a little bit. The, the, the hook. You know, you got to get you pumped up. Yeah. Suck my balls. We're back. There should be a special, like, caveat in those copyright laws and stuff like that for songs like Africa and Rick Rolls and just, you know, like, songs that, like, really unite the world. Unite us and bring us together. Well, somebody's going to be trying to unite and bring people together today, Joe, as we're on Suck My Balls, episode number 89. Shout out again once to our boy Scoop. Uh, we love you. And uh, we're getting inching closer and closer to episode 100. Also, shout out to our sponsor, thebakeboysclub.com. Use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. You'll save 15% off your order. Bake Boy is not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. But Joe here, being the connoisseur of tonight's, today's title for this episode and the whole I guess you might say underlying arc of Butters, uh, you know, I don't know, as he falls deeper and deeper into his own madness of Professor Chaos. Joe, what are we doing today? This episode is the seventh episode of season six, the 86th episode overall of South Park. It aired June 26, 2002. And of course, I am talking about Simpsons already did it this is uh the tail end of the uh professor chaos um not trilogy because it's only uh two but this is the second half of that um yeah that's and that's the kind of the thing i see <clears throat> in this podcast i was like technically while it's not a dual, a dual part episode it is linked in regards to the fact that it is there is some continuity there with both butters and the boys yeah, and the fact that it's not considered a two-parter is very, very has always been weird to me. Like, but we'll talk about that a little later. Like this could have been called the Professor Chaos Saga or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it, tell us about Professor Chaos. That is. Yes. 
Uh, Professor Chaos is frustrated when he realizes all of his diabolical plans to wreak havoc on South Park have already been done by the Simpsons, which I'm sure we're going to get into. This episode is super, super meta and fourth wall breaking. Um, The episode begins with Stan, Kyle, and Tweak building a snowman. A waterfall I'm putting on the nose! The snowman comes to life and tries to kill me! Tweak, when has that ever happened except for that one time? Yeah! Hey, fellas. Oh, hey, Butters. How are things going with your new best friend? Well, Tweet's okay, but he's certainly no Kenny. Ah! Yeah, but he's still better than you, Butters. Yeah. Well, uh, that's good. Good luck being their new friend, Tweet. Hopefully you'll do better than me. We'll see you, fellas. Oh, man, that is way too much pressure! <laughs> I really like how here that they do reference the fact, even though they're into the sixth season, like, if you don't get that joke... Like, you think it's either one of, you think it's the Frosty the Snowman tale. So they're like, oh, does did South Park have their own Frosty the Snowman? But the original pilot, they put the, the hat and the carrot on the snowman's head, and it comes to life and attacks the town, which leads to Jesus versus Frosty, which you can go back right now on this feed and listen to episode number one. It's there. We reviewed it. Go ahead, Joe. Yes. Um, at that point, Cartman excitedly shows Stan, Kyle, and Tweak an advertisement he found for Sea People, which, of course, is a parody of Sea Monkeys. Cartman, being led along and lied to by the images in the ad, imagines, imagines them to be a race of fish-formed people similar to mermaids who will take me away from this crappy goddamn planet full of hippies. He convinced <laughs> that, that is a good one. <laughs> Take me away from goddamn He convinces everyone, including Kyle, who's very skeptical about this, to chip in so that he can buy them. I was looking in this magazine and I found an ad for little ocean creatures that you can buy and raise in your room. No way. Look. Sea people. You keep them in a big tank of water and they like build castles and play basketball and stuff. Nuh-uh. Yeah, and that they ride around on turtles and they play games with fish. No way. Okay, Kyle, you're being a negative Nancy. Stop it. Okay, unless you want everyone to call you negative Nancy from now on. Now what we need is to all chip in $4 and we can have them here tomorrow. Only $16? They can't be cool if they're only $16. If Nancy doesn't want to chip in, then it will be five thirty-five per person. All right, I'll chip in. Yeah, me too. All right. I love how Cartman was prepared for that, too. Like, he was ready for Kyle to not be down. Right. Well, I think that long pause, and I cut it out there, obviously, because it's just when I want to take out mm-hmm. the clip. But there's a long pause, and then Cartman goes, if Nancy doesn't want to chip in, like, he just does the math in his head. Yeah. 535. <laughs> Which actually would have been more like 533. Yeah. You know, three, three, four. Yeah, yeah either that or you could say the uh, repeating decimal for the point three. Right. That night, Cartman dreams and sings about going to live among the sea people, which we already heard the song for at the open of the show. Right. I don't think we're going to play that clip again, even though I wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. 
don't call me fat They don't make me do homework or never that yet This is the way life was meant to be Laughing and singing She people hurting me She people hurting me Wow Wow and so the next morning, Cartman and the boys prepare to welcome the Sea People. I just like this part because Cartman, yeah, even the title of the clip, this is why I like this part. Okay, I've added the water purifier tablet to the Sea People Kingdom tank. Now it says step two, add the Sea People eggs to the water. You will see sea life spring instantly. Okay, let's just run through this one more time. When the Sea People arrive, I will welcome them to South Park as ambassador of Earth. Tweak, you give them the key to the city, and we'll all engage them in simple conversations. We've got to make sea people feel comfortable, okay? Ready? Ready. Let's see them. Hold the sign up, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> okay. I don't know why that gets me every time. And the fact that the sign also covers Kyle's face completely. <laughs> right. Oh. Hi, Kyle. Cartman becomes worked up and disappointed when the sea people turn out to be nothing more than brine shrimp and plankton in order to get at least some amusement from their purchase the boys decide to put them in miss chokes on dick's coffee what the f- is this hey these are brine shrimp i used to feed them to my fish i got ripped up i told you cartman oh shut up Kyle! shut your goddamn jew mouth you people are why there's war in the middle east and you, Tweak, why don't you learn to button your shirt right for once? You're as bad as Stan with a stupid girlfriend always spending time with her. God, I hate you guys! They were supposed to take me away to the underwater kingdom. They were supposed to take me on adventures of the deep. They package brine shrimp and sell them to kids? That's not right, man! What are we gonna do with them? Who cares? Throw them away! Hey, let's pour them in the teacher's coffee tomorrow morning. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> okay. Look <laughs> how fast he's, he flips on a dime. <laughs> yeah, I'd... I mean, kids are like that, though. Kids uh, can. It's just great. It's just great. That whole monologue, I'm clipping and keeping some of that. <laughs> Not the Jewish <laughs> part, but the part where. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Pissed. Uh, Motherfucker. <laughs> They're supposed to take me away. <laughs> well, tell us what happens in Miss Chokes yeah. on after oh. that. Um, upon hearing on. Oh, yeah. So Chokes on Dick, as we know from the previous episode, has died. Um, now, of course, what's to note, as we mentioned, the previous episode was at a time when South Park would split up their seasons. And they would show 10 episodes in the spring and 10 episodes in the fall. So this had been, of course, previously announced two months prior. So it was kind of like the mid-season finale was the Professor Chaos one. And then this was them coming back. You know, we let's take a moment here before we continue on. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast and you don't want to listen to this next part here, I'd say jump ahead about, I don't know, three to five minutes and check on back on us here. Joe, did you hear the news? We got to talk about this right now about South Park, all the big stuff that's going on in the world of South Park. Um, the contract extension to season 30 and the 14 movies going to Paramount Plus. That is correct. So for those who have not heard, when we are recording this, it'll have been like three weeks since that information has dropped. But South Park has renewed. They've re-upped with Viacom. They had already renewed into season 26 prior to this, but now they're renewed into season 30, which means we'll never run out of shows to uh, review at this point, Joe. 
And uh, number two, they're also going to do 14 exclusive made for movie special series like the pandemic special and the uh, Thanksgiving special, Black Friday special. They're going to do 14 specials for Paramount Plus. So finally having Joe as a friend is paid off because I get to use his Paramount account. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And I think, of course, I mean, Paramount has already, from what I'd read, increased their subscription rate by 43 million uh, subscriptions since the start of the pandemic. So they've been trying to push a lot of content and get things on there, uh, especially, I think, gobbling up a lot of the classic Nickelodeon really helped yeah. with parents being like, well, I'll just get this for my kids so that way I'll watch the cartoons with them. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, it's um, they've got a really good amount of uh, classic Viacom content on there, especially if you like the old uh, MTV stuff like the state and all that Paramount Viacom pay me. Um, I actually just watched Sonic the Hedgehog on there last night. I mean, I did watch Sonic the Hedgehog the other night, but I watched it on classic cartoons on Pluto because I was Mm -hmm. just searching around but yeah so that's the huge news and i you know we just want to take a moment to bring that up again because or bring it up because it's gonna get talking a while and i think it's pretty sweet now of course on the suck my balls podcast uh you know i that's i would imagine we'll be reviewing that at some point also shout out to our guest we had about two weeks back trace uh from pierce productions I just wanted to put over the fact that Trace has invited me on to do some sort of South Park movie review thing on his film channel or something like that. Ooh. We'll definitely plug ourselves over there. And then I saw this other guy. I want to give him a plug because he posted it in the uh, South Park Fans United group, which, again, if you're not in that group, go join the group. Uh, he posted his uh, theory called Cartman is gay, and it's pretty funny. Uh, he's got a good voice, too. Uh, looks like he might be a younger guy, maybe. But yeah, um, like he does one of those like totally like he's trying to uh, do one of those conspiracy type boys. Like, I'm here to tell you about why Cartman is gay. So he does a, a, a pretty good rendition of it. anyway. It's a funny thing. It's just his him doing, of course, mostly voiceover with, you know, his theories and stuff like that. But he it looks like his channel does weird theories like that. So anyway, go check out that YouTube uh, I messaged him and I was like, yo, you should come on the show. So uh, we'll see if that plays out. But uh, tell us what happens now. I apologize for interrupting, Joe. We'll get back to the show. So welcome back to the show if you skipped ahead. Joe is now going to tell you what happened after Cartman was pissed and his chokes on chick, mixed chokes on dick died. Yeah. Um, so upon hearing on TV that semen, meaning like se- seminal fluid and, you know, semen, semen, had been discovered in the teacher's stomach. God damn it, Mackie. Why would you run off in her like that? The, like, you're going to run off down her throat or up her ass? Come on, dude. The boys come to the inclusion, conclusion that they have inadvertently killed Miss Chokes on Dick with their C-men. C-man! <laughs> C-man! <laughs> Uh, you can go back and listen to that review, guys, if you want. Uh, here's the next clip, though, about the jokes on Dick death report. And another new still no cause of death found for elementary school teacher Diane Chokes on Dick. However, doctors say that during the autopsy, they did find semen in her stomach. They found the semen. It's only a matter of time before they find the women, too. The autopsy is ongoing and cause of death has yet to be determined. Oh, God. We're dead. Oh, Jesus. That's it, man. I want nothing more to do with you guys. Wait, where are you going? Down on the 
find you out. And when they do, I don't want to be within 50 feet of you. You're going to fry, man. Hey, Tweak, you're in this just as much as we are. What? I told you not to put the sea people in your coffee. I wasn't even there when you did it. Yeah, but you're our new friend, and that makes you compatible. In fact, it makes you the most responsible. Tweak, you might have to take a fall on this one. <laughs> okay, before you get to the... Okay, go ahead. Culpable. Right, culpable. <laughs> oh, God. Um, at this point, the boys then go to Chef for advice. This is my favorite clip in the whole fucking episode. Sorry, I had to get this out. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know. Oh, my God, I love this fucking song. We killed our teacher, and they found our semen in her stomach. Oh, children, that's a problem we all have to face one time or another. Here, let me sing you a little song that might cheer you up. Sometimes you kill your t-shirt and you find your semen in your stomach and then wait, what's going on? So what should we do? Oh, is it dragging the boys out? Wow, I guess this really is a big deal. We've only got one option, you guys. We're going to have to go to that hospital where they're doing the autopsy and get our semen back ourselves. Okay, one more time, just the beginning. We killed our teacher, and they found our semen in her stomach. Oh, children, that's a problem we all have to face one time or another. <laughs> Here, let me sing you a little song that might cheer you up. Sometimes you kill your teacher, and they find your semen in her stomach, and then, wait, what's the what? <laughs> so good. Sometimes you kill your teacher, stomach. <laughs> and like he's he's singing everything off key and stuff too. It's... <laughs> oh my god, that's my five. I, I can listen to that clip and watch that episode for that part over and over. It's just so funny. I don't know why it gets me every time. Right. Oh. Sometimes you kill your teacher. So upon he upon hearing on oh wait. That night, they go to the morgue to steal the seamen evidence, fearful that they'll find the women, too. Eventually, Chef explains to them that there is a difference between seamen or seamen and sea people and that the brine shrimp could not have possibly killed their teacher. This next clip's pretty good, but I did leave out. I don't want to skip over because I didn't put it down the notes, but they go to the morgue. I didn't go this far, but like, they're like, all right, tweak, you got to keep a lookout and let us know if anybody's coming in while we're searching around trying to get the semen out of the dead body of Miss Chokes on Dick. And they tell tweak the code word. It has to be hammer time. So as they're mm. digging through the body, then all of a sudden tweak hears somebody coming. So he's then trying to figure out what the code word is. So he has to start humming himself, humming the song to himself. And I can't touch it. Can't touch it. Hammer time. And then like he yells it out. And they all hide. Cartman jumps inside the dead body. of his jokes. Right. Everybody comes back out. He's like, oh, oh, oh. so yes, they get the semen back and now they're back at uh, Cartman's room. And now they encounter with chef who was going to help them make a getaway. But uh, this is a fun clip, too. All right, children, I got you four tickets to Thailand and $300 cash. It's going to be tough living for a while. You might have to do some things for money you never thought of doing before. It's all right, Jeff. We got our sea people out of the teacher's stomach, and we put them back in their aquarium. <laughs> Wait, what? Sea people? The sea people that we put in the teacher's coffee. Uh, maybe you better start from the beginning. And then we put them back in the tank. Oh, children, you misunderstood. Sea people is different from sea men. It is? Yes, that stuff that was in that vial didn't come from you. It came from someone else. I thought you children took turns raping and then murdered the teacher. 
<laughs> oh, that's fine. And took turns raping, then murdering the teacher. <laughs> By this time, the semen they recovered has been added to the sea people remaining in Cartman's aquarium. To his extreme surprise, when Cartman wakes up the next morning, he discovers that the semen has somehow caused the sea people to rapidly evolve into a thriving society of about Sumerian or Babylonian technological advancement, which leads him to propose his own theory of composite dynamics. Sea people plus sea men equals society. I've been up for hours doing some calculations, and I've come up with my final theory of composite dynamics. Sea people plus sea men equals sea society. Whoa, you've already accomplished so much. They're like bacteria. Small organisms live much faster lives and do things at a much faster rate. That's right, Tweak. And if my theory is correct, all we need is to get more of the two reacting agents, and we can really see them thrive. Tweak, you go and send away for more sea people from the magazine app. Get at least five gallons of them here stat. Santa Cow, you go find a bigger fish tank to put them all in. Well, what are you going to do? Me? I'm going to go out on the town and find 10 gallons of semen. So interestingly enough about this show, they did kind of go back to almost that format of splitting it up and then converging at the end, right? Because you had one storyline of the boys of the sea people, and now you, you can get into the next part here, which which is going to be more of your, you know, excellent knowledge, on as you are the Simpsons guy. Yep, yep. Uh, so while all this has been going on, Butters, as his alter ego, Professor Chaos, is still trying to figure out a way to bring Disarray to the town. And I don't mean his little general companion, at least not yet. When he plots to block out the sun, Dougie, also known as General Disarray, informs him that it mirrors a plot of Mr. Burns's from The Simpsons, basically the episode where Burns got shot. We are going to block out the sun! Whoa! Oh yes! I have plotted for weeks and figured that if we build a huge wooden shade 80 feet high and 50 feet wide, precisely on this hill, South Park will forever be cast in a great shadow. Oh, awesome! Soon all people will have to live like moles! They will live only to remember with sorrow how great the sun used to be! <laughs> oh, it'll be just like on The Simpsons. Huh? They did that on The Simpsons. I think it was the Mr. Burns character. He tried to block Springfield from the sun. He did? Oh, heck. I thought I was being original. So how do we build it? Well, I don't want to do it now. Not if they already did it on The Simpsons. I think it's something else. <laughs> it's so... His level of depression there and frustration is just so perfect. So um, being around at this point, they've been around at this point in the show, as I think is mentioned for 13 seasons. So, that, you know, and they'll talk about this later, but you really, you know, when you do think about it now, even more with their freaking 30 plus seasons, 30 yeah. plus seasons in the Simpsons really have done it all. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if so, yeah, like you said, this is like season 13 of the Simpsons. This is uh 2002. Like they were like the Simpsons were still pretty much kind of humming. Like they'll say the golden sea age is like season four to 10, but there's almost like a silver age or not kind of, it's not quite the bronze age, but if you take anything from like season two to like season 12 or 13, most of them are bangers. I was going to say my favorite seasons are seasons one. I like season one. 
I just mm-hmm. like Simpsons. But I, I thought from season one to about season ten were probably my favorite ten seasons. And then once you know Conan left and all the major writers started to fall off, and some of the, it, the we saw the transition of Homer's character in, in the show, you know, kind of going from you know not stupid, but you know, kind of he wasn't dumb, but they kind of really made him even more dumb. Uh, I. I mean, Conan did a pretty good job of making Homer dumb himself. The bee stung my bottom and now my bottom, like, that whole line. It was like a term of endearment, though, to his stupidity. And then, like, totally changed over into, oh, this guy's just a dumbass. You know what I mean? So there, I mean, you you can call that character progression or what, but as far as endearing to the character of Homer himself, Mm -hmm. you kind of, like, kind of lost its luster at that point. And then it just becomes a repetitive nature of, this guy never learned. She's an idiot. You know? Yeah. Which is fine because the Simpsons are the original ones. These animated cartoons really to do it. So you, you can't hate on them. It's really hating on all the cop cats. Right. Family guy. But, it's not a bad show, but it's not as good as South Park. Yeah, no, definitely not. And but yeah, so this was really the height of the popularity for the Simpsons, at least like the first well, I can't say the first wave. The first wave was like 1989, 1990 when we were getting kicked out of school for having don't have a cowman T-shirts. But this was like the real strong part of like what would be probably the second wave of massive fandom. Because the movie comes out within four to five years after that, right? So like- uh, the movie came out summer of 2007. So, yeah, about five years. So, I mean, they were definitely right within that wheelhouse as far as, you know, kind of hitting their peak as a a cartoon. And I think really elevating to the movie after that, I don't want to say it went downhill, but it definitely had a different flavor as far as how the show was produced for sure. Uh, The movie was definitely a kind of not fork in the road, but it was definitely like a huge point in the development of the series itself you're right but i feel like we're um as far as turned into, it's on yeah. uh, south park you know but go ahead talk about more about butters and his south park uh, his frustrations so as we heard in the clip butters has now abandoned the idea of blocking out the sun and how and has now decided he wants to cut the head off of the town's central statue which, of course, mirrors Bart Simpson in ep- in season one. I think it's episode four when he cuts off Jebediah Springfield said in the news report. The newscaster interprets Butters vandalism as an homage to this and even reports that the police are not going to investigate the crime because they want the statue to remain headless as a tribute to the Simpsons. Also in the news tonight, a vandal has apparently cut off and stolen the head of the Pal statue in the South Park Town Square. Look, look, I made the news, and I wreaked havoc. The head was taken in the early morning hours, and the police have no leads. I finally made the world sorry. I brought sadness and chaos. This act, of course, reminded us all of the time that Bart Simpson took the head of the Springfield statue in one of their classic episodes. Here's what some people had to say. Well, I, I think whoever took the head was... Really just doing an homage to The Simpsons. I think it's great. Yes, it really made me reflect on that episode and laugh. The Simpsons is such a great show, and we need reminders like this to keep us watching. 
I don't know how really. Ah, oh, oh, son of a bitch. The police say that instead of looking for the missing head, they'd rather leave it off and be reminded of the Simpsons every day. Why didn't you tell me the Simpsons already did that? You seem so proud. I didn't want to bum you out. <laughs> She's so proud. I want to bum All her. right. I, what, All right. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, realistically speaking, though, like, you know, they if that happened, no one would. They would look for the head. They wouldn't oh. just leave it. Stop the head. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I would wonder where an eight-year-old got a plasma torch from. And before one of my fellow Simpsons nerds jumps on me, I know I said it was episode four of season one. I made a mistake. That's part the general. Episode eight is the one where he takes Springfield's head. There you go. Butters, after this, continues to devise other increasingly outlandish evil schemes but Dougie keeps pointing out that every one of Butter's plans has also already been done on The Simpsons. Simpsons did it. Yeah, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. In an attempt to come up with an original evil plot, Butters watches every single episode of The Simpsons before introducing his newest evil plan. Build a machine that replaces the cherry centers of chocolate-covered cherries with rancid mayonnaise, which is a plot that Dougie has dismissed as being too unoriginal to appear on The Simpsons. Right as Butters is about to put the device into use, a Simpsons commercial announces that Bart is going to do the exact same thing in that night's episode leading to Butters having a breakdown and beginning to have hallucinations and picture South Park in the animation style of The Simpsons. Tonight on The Simpsons, it's a laparama when Bart builds a machine that takes the cherries out of chocolate-covered cherries and replaces it instead with mayonnaise. No, 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 it can't be. Uh-oh, Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. No, no. Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. So, yes, the animation style here, when they ramp it up in here, is pretty cool when they kind of, when South Park does their variation of The Simpsons. Um, I'm not saying it would ever happen because there are different styles of cartoons, but who knows? Stranger things have happened, but it would be cool because we've seen Simpsons crossover with Futurama, American Dad. You know, it would be cool to see mm-hmm. Family Guy. It would be cool to see them cross over with South Park. It's because South Park, of course, is a huge fan of The Simpsons. Yeah, oh, yeah. And vice versa. There was the whole um, production staff of The Simpsons sending the South Park Studios that whole big-ass order of flowers the day after Cartoon Wars. Right, exactly. They're like, oh, you yeah. said it. Things we've always wanted to say. <laughs> You've said what we've always wanted to, but couldn't. We didn't listen. We didn't listen. Back at the Cartman household, the boys have bought more sea people, a larger aquarium, and several gallons of semen. Jesus Christ. Cartman first heads to his sperm bank to get more semen. Yes, my mommy told me this is where I could find some semen. Your mom told you? Do you have them or not? We sell semen, yes, but not normally to children. What's your name? Francis Bellman. Francis Lifthart. I don't want a bunch of bullcrap from you. You don't want a bunch of bullcrap from me, right? Where does that get us? Nowhere. The truth is I'm completely certified to handle semen. And though I may appear young, I'm one of the leading semen authorities of the Midwest. Up and comer, you know what I'm saying? Have my own business soon, and I'll need people to help me run it. I'm talking about you, Francis. I'm talking about a six-figure income. How's that sound? 
up in Camo. Thing we supply here is by a quarter ounce, one donor certified on record. I see, very interesting. It opens it what up. are you doing? Take a look here. Seems like quality stuff you got here, Francis. Yeah, good texture, nice consistency. Semen must be alive and healthy in there. Now take five. Five? Vials? No, gallons. We don't have that much here. Damn it! Give me all you got then! So yes, as you heard there, Carmen Pines. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it does. Good consistency is rubbing it in his face. Um, upon returning, Cartman tells the guys, yeah, I got most of the semen from a bank, but the rest was from some guy in an alley named Ralph. He didn't even charge me. I just had to close my eyes and suck it out of a hose. Oh, my God. Wow, that's a lot of semen you got there, Cartman. Yeah, I bought all that I could at this bank, and then I got the rest from this guy, Ralph, in an alley. That's cool. Yeah, and the sweet thing is, the stupid asshole didn't even charge me money for it. He just made me close my eyes and suck it out of a hose. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, now let's put the society in its new home. <laughs> Nothing to do now but wait. Close your eyes and suck it out of a hose? Uh-huh, suck it out of a hose, yeah. So the society continues to evolve and has now evolved into an ancient Greek-esque civilization. And they begin and they begin to worship Cartman as a god, even building a statue of him. Much to Cartman's delight, accepting his divine kingship gladly by shouting, I am god of the sea people, I am master of their great sunken empire. Sea people, man. That's nice, Pookie. <laughs> Stan and Kyle invite Butters, along with others, to come see the aquarium. Hysterical, Butters realizes that the society plot is very similar to that of the Genesis tub from Treehouse of Horror 7, which was season 8 of The Simpsons, where Lisa brings a civilization to life in a tooth, basically with uh, soda and some static electricity. The boys don't see much of a problem with this, noting that in its long run, The Simpsons has done everything, so that worrying about what they have done is pointless. Chef then points out that they, in turn, borrowed their ideas from elsewhere. Behold, you all see my tiny minions grabbling at my likeness. I am Eric Cartman. God. Hey! We pay for the sea people, too. How come they're not making statues of us? Be not jealous, Jew. I am creator of all things. Yay. That is very impressive, Eric. What do you intend to do with your underwater society? I'm going to send a message to my people and tell them to develop a great machine that will shrink me down to their size so I can live amongst them forever. Ah-ha! Ah-ha-ha! Ah-ha-ha-ha! <laughs> wrong with you, Butters? They did that on The Simpsons! Ha! Treehouse of Horror, episode 4FO2, the Genesis Tub. Lisa loses a tooth and the bacteria on it starts to grow and makes a little society and they build a statue of her thinking she's got. Ha! Ha ha ha! So? Yeah, so? Dude, the Simpsons have done everything already. Who cares? Yeah, they've been on the air for like 13 years. Of course they've done everything. Every idea has been done, Butters, even before the Simpsons. Yeah. In fact, that episode was a ripoff of a Twilight Zone episode. That is correct. Yep, yeah, it's a good one, too. Having understood this now, Butters snaps out of his hallucinations, and everyone quickly returns to their normal appearance in his mind. At that point, Butters happily leaves, getting ready to wreak havoc once again, in which everybody proudly compliments him to do so. 
Meanwhile, the sea people on the other side of the aquarium have begun to worship Tweak and have built a statue of him, leading to a holy war complete with suicide bombings. Only minutes later, they develop nuclear weapons and completely destroy themselves and the tank. Kyle and Cartman both express their opinions on War and Peace, and after that, the episode ends all of a sudden. Hey, look, everybody! The other side of the aquarium is building another statue! Hey, it's Tweak! Me? Oh, man! I don't want to be a cop! That is way too much pressure! That is bullcrap! You better stop worshipping him, sea people! What's going on now? The sea people from Cartman's side are suicide bombing the buildings on Tweak's side! Yeah, go! Now what's happening? See people on Tweak's side just suicide bomb the carpet statue! Oh, God damn it! <laughs> oh, no! Oh, the humanity! Well, it was a nice project while it lasted, boys. Yep, but I guess this proves that war is the natural order of life. Why can't societies just live in peace? Why can't you change <clears throat> Here's what bothers me about this, though. You know, he Cartman knows the plan now, right? He could, mm-hmm. in theory, just start this process all over again without telling anybody. He could go get a tank again, get some sea people, get some semen, and then still continue his quest to have the sea people shrink him down. I don't know. True. Uh, maybe he had decided to move on. I don't know. But you make a very good point there. And... Uh, going back to the fact that the Simpsons carried, uh, copied it from the Twilight Zone, they really have taken this concept and done it a couple times because they did it on an episode of Futurama, too, because I was thinking of uh, cracking open the nice t- tall Lord Weiser. Right, exactly. On that episode, Bender becomes the god. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's your full recap on this episode. We're going to come right back on the other side after a word from our sponsors. Of course, check out the Big Boys. We'll be right back. So we just want to take this time out to recognize our sponsor, the Baked Boys Club. BigBoysClub.com provides you with all of the sickest apparel available for all your cannabis-related merchandise representation needs. My boy here, Ian. Back. How you doing, dude? I mean, he's baked. We're baked. Yeah, We're just chilling. You know, big boys club. Man, I mean, they've got some sick ass merch, dude. Like hats. Yeah, I just ordered the big mystery box with the hat, the oh, t-shirt. I'm jealous. And the sticker. Like all with the using our coupon, it brought it down to forty-seven, baby. Oh my god, go to suck my balls pod code if you enter that in at bigboysclub.com. Put that in there. Coupon code is what I was gonna say on the payment page. Yes. Or a little date. We want you to be baked with us. Join the club. Put bigboysclub.com. Not just a brand. The lifestyle light. <laughs> Stupid. And we're back once again. Shout out to our sponsors there, Red by Spreaker and the BigBoysClub.com. Check out the bakeboysclub.com and use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. You'll save 15% off your order. Bake Boys, not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Or shout out to our hosts as well, Rat Salad Review, Hami Media Group, and the R&R Pod Network. And of course, you can check us out on any of the major platforms, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple, Spotify, Google. Just look, suck, look for Suck My Balls, a South Park Review. 
Well, as you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Suck My Balls Pod and on South Park and sorry, and on Facebook at South Park Pod. So let's get into some trivia here, Joe. As of course we normally, if you've listened to the show in the past, we're still in season six. Kenny's still dead, so he has no lines. We'll get more back into some trivia. Matt and Trey made this episode due to their ideas for episodes having been used by The Simpsons already. According to the DVD commentary, they particularly were frustrated during the making of the wacky molestation adventure when they intended to have Eric Hartman plan on blocking out the sun, only to learn Mr. Burns had already done that on an episode. And I mean, that's one of the more famous episodes of The Simpsons, too, because as I said in the beginning of the episode, it's from the first part of Who Shot Mr. Burns. This is an episode of The Simpsons that had casinos in Vegas taking action on who shot it. Like this was a pretty big part of culture in 1997, if I remember uh, the year correctly. And like, this was like one of the highest rated TV shows of the year in general. I'm kind of surprised that it uh, went under their radar like that but this is also the fourth wall breaking that i was talking about at the beginning of the episode when they like start really getting frustrated well of course and also in 1997 is when the show started too so they could have been in the midst of their own bubble making their own show not even paying attention to what was going on that day or that month when that when that happened when that episode don't, happened. don't you try to defend them matthew oh i will I will death. Uh, this episode marks the last appearance of Miss Chokes on Dick as she died. Um, she had technically died previously in the previous episode, but they kind of gave more of an explanation in this follow-up, which leads us, of course, to even more believe that this was the connection, that these two episodes are even more linked further. Most fans believe that Miss Chokes on Dick really died from actually choking on Mr. Mackey's penis, thus fulfilling the irony of her name and ending her life. <laughs> Although this really contributes to her death, it is unknown what happened to Mr. Mackey, as he was only seen at uh was only seen at in this episode once. Stop, stop! It's your turn. Right, I guess he was only seen one time as Mr. Burns later on in the episode. Yeah, um, he was. Animation style, right? So yep. the, true, the true cause of Miss Chokes on Dick's death is similar to what happened in Cartman's fish tank. After having oral sex with Mr. Mackey, those sea people, Miss Chokes on Dick, unwittingly drinks are fertilized inside her stomach. They develop into advanced civilizations and inevitably start wars, which sets Miss Chokes on Dick to, which makes Miss Chokes on Dick explode. Which that would be interesting if that's really what happened. If she fucking, you know, was taking mm-hmm. fucking Mackey the blowjob, he jizzes in her mouth. She's already drank the fucking brine fish from that morning. And a combination of the semen plus the brine fish created a society. They created a war, exploded inside Miss Chokes on Dick. She dies. That's interesting. That That is. I, uh, I'm i wondering if that's been confirmed. Oh. Because I got to – I'm going to have to go back and listen to DVD commentary now to see if, like, maybe that was something they said and I just hadn't heard it. So this is Miss Crabtree's <laughs> appearance until her death in Cartman's Incredible Gift. Voice clip for her was from the uh, the city on the edge of forever during the flashbacks. 
Uh, this is the last time Miss Crabtree is seen driving the bus, while the bus itself would not be seen again until the death of Eric Cartman. When Chef sings to the boys after he finds out they killed Mrs. Chokes on Dick, the music is reused from the episode Fat Camp. And that, of course, was sometimes you kill your teacher. <laughs> See my head <in> stomach. <laughs> A bottle in the background in the autopsy room is labeled Hitler. The Twilight Zone episode Chef refers to is called The Little People. The boys use the lyrics Hammer Time from the 1990s song You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer as a warning when somebody is coming while they are in the autopsy room. Tweak sings some of the song when he fails to remember the code word Hammer Time. And then to break this down even more, some continuity. Tweak is afraid to put the nose on the snowman for fear that would come to life and kill him. And Stan, of course, mentions, well, when has that ever happened? Except for that one time. And that is, of course, the reference to the spirit of Christmas, Jesus vs. Frosty, the very first South Park short. Stan mentions the goldfish he got from his aunt Flo in Spooky Fish. Miss Chokes on Dick, first name is revealed to be Diane. Diane Chokes on Dick. Carmen correctly pronounces authority, authority, instead of saying it like authority. He also does this song. I'm sorry. He also does this during the <laughs> minorities at the water park episode, uh, P, uh, which is a reason why people won't go to water parks with me anymore. Because I was I about to say, shown them that episode, and they're like, "Dude, I don't want to go to water park now. What if people are really peeing like that?" Like, I don't know. With South Park's not usually wrong. Kenny McCormack is, of course, the only main character to not appear in Butter's Simpson-like hallucinations due to his death in the season five episode, Kenny Dies. That's your trivia and continuity. What would you like in this episode, Joe? Um, We have a lot of the same likes, although I didn't like Chef's song nearly as much as you did. Um, It's, as we all know, I'm a sucker for whenever Cartman will like casually oh, or geez, slyly. We all have to face one time or another. Here, let me sing you a little song that might cheer you up. Sometimes you kill your teacher and they find you singing in the stomach at the wait, what's the what? But <laughs> so good. Wait, what? Every fucking time. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. What do what did you like, Joe? Um it was Actually, we have a clip of it, too, but it's just where Cartman just sneaks in that really sly, be not jealous, too. Like, he just very casually sneaks that, like, it was, I remember watching as a uh, teenager and stuff and like, wait, he hasn't gotten a Jew joke in yet. He has, And then it was, be not jealous. Oh, there it is. Yay. <laughs> be not jealous, Jew. You're not jealous, you. For I am God, for I am Carmen, Lord of the Sea People. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I liked the art style during the hallucination. Um, I, and now that I think about it a bit more, um, they really used Dougie in this episode as a way to represent either the fan base or um, probably some nerdy writer that should, yeah, we can't do that. The Simpsons did it. Or if they did it. Don't have a cow, man. 
Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. And they just they did it with a first grader, so it didn't seem nearly as insulting and biting as they meant it to be. But if you like really watch, you're like, oh no, they're really going hard on uh on nerds here. Yeah, no, I mean I, I, that's a good point. My tiny minions grappling at my likeness. I am Eric Cartman. God. Hey, we pay for the sea people too. How come they're not making statues of us? Be not jealous, Drew. I am creator of all things. Yay. I am creator of all things. Yeah. All things. Yay. So, yes, Be ye not jealous, too. I really liked Cartman pissed off in the beginning, which we played earlier. We're not going to go through and play all the clips again. But Cartman pissed off and then instantly turned on the dime when Dan suggests let's put in the coffee of Miss Chokes on day. Yeah, okay. Uh, I liked uh, I Am God of the Sea People right there. So I like that first part of that same clip you liked. Uh, I like the Simpsons did it phrase and the Simpsons art style. Uh, there wasn't much that I disliked in this episode. Maybe they could have done more with the Simpsons stuff. Like I get maybe they weren't trying to be like that show that's, that was going to do a full Simpsons parody and they you know tried to use it as minimal as possible or at least have it pertain to the story. But I would like to maybe have seen more of South Park Simpsons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's definitely um, one of those episodes that leaves you wanting more, which isn't a bad thing at the end of the day. Well, it is in the fact that they never did it again, though. It never gave us more. That's <laughs> my my point. Yeah. Unfortunately, there. Well, I would rank this in probably my top 100. This would be my mm-hmm. top 100. I'm not sure what Scoop would think. What about you? What's this in your top? Uh, it, it's definitely within the top 75. It, it's probably a little higher than 75. I've got like 66 down here, and I don't know why... I went with that unless I'm like trying to divide it into thir- into uh, units of 30 since there's 300. So I can like put it in a percentile, which um, I mean, that would put it in like the upper 70, 80 percent of episodes. Like, it, it's one of those ones that when I think of classic episodes doesn't always immediately jump to my mind necessarily but it's um in the overarching history of the show it seems to be a uh pretty standout episode amongst fans in general like especially the older ones like the a lot of older fans like myself and probably guys your age and stuff too like Definitely. I've never heard a bad thing from the older generation about The Simpsons did it. It's usually the younger kids that don't get what The Simpsons was in 2002 that are like, this episode's stupid. No, that's good points there. Well, guys, that's going to do it for another edition of... Suck my bass, suck my bass, my bass, my bass, suck again. I'm your host on the scene of the air is clean, and I'm lighting up that green... Yeah, boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore uh, Shepard. That's it. I mean, you can just follow me there. That's all I'm doing now, guys. Joe, I'm just doing suck my balls with you. I'm about to go on vacation. Maybe I'll work for you later in the year. Who knows? But yeah, follow me on Twitter, Instagram. If you're interested, if you need, if you need someone to edit your content and you want to pay me, I have my degree. I've been doing it for a number of years. I'd be happy to speak with you. 
as well as you can also uh, you know check us out at South Park Pod on Facebook and Suck My Balls Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Ian does manage the Instagram if you want to interact there. And you can also, of course, check out our sponsor, thebigboysclub.com, and use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD, and you'll save 15% off your order. Joe, what's going on in your world, guy? Uh, slave to the Deathmatch weekend starts September 17th. We are going to be at the Watering Bowl all three days. We have... Lucha Borracho, September 17th at the Watering Bowl. You can get tickets uh, right now. Slave to the Deathmatch is September 18th. That is basically our biggest show of the year. One of the largest, if not the largest, uh, Deathmatch tournament west of the Mississippi. And uh, Sunday the 19th, uh, we are going to have Marcus Crane in the house. Uh hosting his birthday party actually it will be marcus crane's hate trash birthday bash uh hate trash hate trash disaster of course being the nickname of his tag team with schlack um remember dcw remember the fallen is september 11th at the gateway in downtown salt lake city uh, September 4th, I will be at the Boulevard Mall in Las Vegas, Nevada for Versus Pro. Um, I am probably forgetting something somewhere, and if I am, I apologize, but yeah, I'm, I'm all over the fucking place now. It's crazy. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it. Let's mention the addition of Suck My Balls. We'll be back next week as we continue down the road of Season 6. Season 6 is a fun one. Those with roses will move on to the swimsuit and talent competition. The rest of you, get the fuck out. This whole thing is stupid. You don't pick people you want to be with by making it into a game. Ooh, somebody's a sore loser. Clyde, I believe I said, get the fudge out. Which means kiss my fudge and ass, go fudge yourself, fudge you get the fudge out. That. Something I can tell about you